You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Working Like Dogs is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code WORK10, W-O-R-K, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, author of Working Like Dogs, and my co-host is my trusty service dog, Whistle. And Whistle and I are so excited to have as our guests today, Jennifer Arnold and Chris Casatelli from Canine Assistance. And Canine Assistance is a nonprofit organization that trains and provides service dogs for children and adults with physical disabilities and other unique needs. And Jennifer is the executive director, and she's also the author of a wonderful new book called Through a Dog's Eyes that she's going to talk with us about today. And Chris is a trainer, and he's been training dogs with canine assistance for eight years and has trained over 150 dogs in that time. So we've got a lot to talk about with our two guests. So we're going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors. And we'll be right back with Jennifer and Chris. So come right back and join us. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Working Like Dogs is brought to you by 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. 1-800-PET-MEDS is your best source for pet medications, vitamins, supplements, and pet supplies. Get great savings, fast service, and free shipping. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash work, W-O-R-K, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as the human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another dish of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Whistle and I want to welcome our guests, Jennifer and Chris. Welcome to the show, you two. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, well, we're so excited that you can be with us. Gosh, there's so much for us to talk about because you guys are up to so much with 
all the great work that you're doing in training dogs, but also your documentary, the book, the new Milk Bone commercial. We've got a lot to talk about. But first, Jennifer, I want to ask you, tell our listeners about Canine Assistance. I know it was founded back in the early 90s, but tell us about that and how that happened. Well, when I was 16, I was diagnosed as having multiple sclerosis, and my diagnosis has since um, been changed to sort of a, a related related condition, but at that point, I needed to use a wheelchair, and I used a wheelchair for a little over two and a half years, and when I was first diagnosed, I really fell apart. At 16, I guess I always say that in retrospect, I'm embarrassed by the way I handled it, which was not well. But I guess that's a tough time anyway in life. And my dad had just heard about a woman in California who was training, just starting to train dogs to help people who use wheelchairs. And as a a dog-loving family, that was a no-brainer for us. And unfortunately, this wonderful woman just had a couple of dogs in training, couldn't send a dog as far away as Georgia, where we lived. And so my dad got excited about, you know, learning how to train these dogs. And unfortunately... um, Dad was walking home from my grandmother's house about two weeks after he had had a his first planning meeting about canine assistance with his accountant, and a drunk driver jumped up on the sidewalk and hit him, and he died the next morning. And then I really fell apart. He was my best buddy, but canine assistance became what I was going to do sort of um, no matter what in tribute to my dad and as a way of um, not focusing on what was happening in my life but trying to make it a little easier for somebody else. So we finally took my mom and I 11 years but we finally opened in 1991. Wow. Well that is just what a tribute to your dad. I mean that's so beautiful and and for you to say that you fell apart, I mean, my goodness, Jennifer, who wouldn't? I mean, look what you did. I you, know. took, you took that and focused it into such an amazing, amazing thing for so many people, which is just, wow, that's really... Well, it's absolutely saved my life. So I feel like it's a very selfish endeavor in a lot of ways because it's such a pleasure. Well, I, I certainly can appreciate how it it did save you but it saved a lot of other people i mean just the impact that you're making every day is is phenomenal that's so awesome well so chris and you are a trainer with canine assistance and i have so many people ask me chris how they can become a trainer and work with assistance dogs so tell us how did you do it well, you know, um, my path was probably a little bit different than some of the people who get into um, working with animals. Um, I was actually going to uh, Georgia State University um, in Atlanta, and I actually met a student in one of my classes who had a dog from Canine Assistance. And I, um, I talked with her, and um, cause I thought it was just amazing. The dog was amazing. And um, she gave me a lot of information about the uh, company, and it turned out they were in Alpharetta, which was very close to where I was living at the time. I couldn't believe that it was that close. And as fate would have it, the very next week, the uh, university newspaper also did an article on Jennifer Arnold. And I was like, wow, that's unbelievable. It's it's just just a (laughs) a sign pointing me in the right direction. So I'm just – I went in, and I um, tried to get into the volunteer program, which was totally – locked up you had to, there was a, a waiting list for months and months to volunteer there and I just told um, 
the woman who was in charge at the time, Laura Basham, I was like, look, I, I am really gung-ho. I really want to do this. Any chance you can do me a solid? And she was like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> if you're that gung-ho, we will bump you to the top of the list. So I just I came in and I just really started going uh, as much as I could. I was working the weekends and, and running the dogs and uh, cleaning the kennels and doing all that, and I just loved it. And then at the time, one of the trainers was getting ready to leave, and um, another trainer put in a good word with me, with uh, with Jennifer. And um, I'd been not volunteering for about six to nine months, somewhere in there. And um, next thing I knew, I was uh, under Jennifer's tutelage and training at Canon Assistance. Smartest thing we ever did. <laughs> but you know what? I was going to say, we, we are in the process of developing sort of a train-the-trainer um, internship program. So um, in the next couple of months, I would expect that our website will have that information available That's if people great. are interested. Yeah, I get so many questions and emails from our listeners about that, about how they can become a trainer. So that would be awesome. Get as much hands-on experience as you can. If you want to work with a nonprofit or if you want to work with a company that does rescue, like go in and volunteer and show that you're a go-getter, show that you really love what they do, and get hands-on as much as possible. You know, give as much time as you possibly can to an organization like that, and, you know, they'll definitely take notice. And prepare yeah. for poverty for life because it doesn't pay a lot. <laughs> well, I know. Not I think a lot that's, of money. It pays yeah. a lot in other ways. <laughs> that's the disappointing part that people, when they hear that, yeah. But but you can't make up for what you, you can't put a value to what you get, I'm sure, in so many other aspects of the job. Well, tell Absolutely. us more about canine assistance. How many dogs do you train a year? How do people sign up? How do they get a dog? Tell us about that process. Well, we have um, right now about 120 dogs in training, at, uh, between 120 and 150 at any given time. And um, we are able to place, we're shooting for 100 dogs in this next 12-month period. So, uh, But with the economy, you know, as a nonprofit, that may be tough. But we're trying. And if people need a dog, our website is the best place to go. It's www dot k nine c a n i n e assistance a s s i s t a n t s dot org and uh, there is no cost involved in applying for the dog or or being a recipient if that's something that you need um, help with we will we won't won't let the lack of funds stop you from getting an assistance dog if you need one. So what is the criteria, Jennifer, for people to qualify? Do they have to have a certain level of disability or how, no, how do you... we really make- don't. What we do is we have, a, we have developed sort of a, over the years a numerical ranking system where every applicant is evaluated based on how much a dog can do to help physically, socially, and emotionally. And those three things are all weighted equally and then how appropriate that is, uh, the environment would be for a dog. And based on that, um, you know, it's not first come, first served, uh, and everybody who applies knows that. So it, we try to reach out to the people who need us the most, and it may not be the person with the most severe disability, but it may be the person who's struggling with it the most. And so what's the waiting list and waiting time for someone from the time that they apply until they can get a dog or at least find out they're going to get a dog? Yeah, it varies so much that it's hard It's hard to call it. I mean, I have to tell you, we have like 2,000 people on our waiting list. I bet, um, yeah. 
and because we provide lifetime upkeep when a family needs that, you know, food, veterinary care, and recurrent training for the life of every dog we place, I think that makes us a kind of a popular um, option for a lot of folks. But I don't ever want to discourage somebody from applying because if you need us, we'll get you as fast as we can. Yeah, I know. I, I When I got my first dog, which was way back in 1993, it was a four-year waiting list. That's what they told me. But fortunately, it didn't end up being that long before I had to wait. Right. But I was so excited to be on the list and to know that I was going to eventually get a dog, that it was worth every second that I waited. And I, I just... Well, and honestly... I mean, I always tell people sort of the, the squeaky wheel uh, deal works. You know, if you're on the waiting list, you should hassle us a lot. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> it does, I mean, it just keeps your name in front of everybody. And, you know, if there's a slot opens up where we can sort of, you know, put somebody in the last minute. And that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I had puppy raisers that were actually lobbying for me. And I think that, I think oh. you're exactly right. I think that's what helped me get bumped up on the list because they wanted a working dog in their community and they had raised all these puppies over the years. So it worked out really well for me. <laughs> well, awesome. so, yeah. So tell me about the commands that you train your dogs to perform. How does that work? And, and what are some of those commands? Chris, you want to take that one? Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, obviously the basis for a service dog really all begins with sort of basic uh, commands like um, sit, down, shake, things that will make the dog, you know, great in public and social situations. Obviously healing is super important. A service dog, you know, wearing um, a pack that identifies him as a service dog definitely has to have a great heel and has to be still and stable for his recipient, especially if, the, you know, they require uh, additional help for balance or, or any situations like that. Um, and then obviously we move into a lot of advanced commands um, for the dogs, which would be turning lights on and off, uh, opening doors, uh, retrieving dropped items, um, pulling wheelchairs, uh, and leaving the recipient to go get help. So uh, those, are, those are really the biggies that, that when recipients come in that they want to know that their dog can do. You know, the list is like 89 different behaviors on cue. And really, you know this from your own dog, that you may learn all of those and your dog may know all of those, but they start to become such chained behavior that I'm sure that now with your dog, when you go up to a doorway, if the dog tugs the door open for you, you don't say anything. <laughs> I don't but even have to run anymore. Yes, exactly. Whistle knows right. exactly what I need. You're right. Yes. I mean, I think that's one of the most remarkable things is when the partnership finally gets to the point where you're so in sync it's so beautiful. that everything is just easy. Yeah, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. It, it really is. Yeah, I mean, when it I does look take at a while, though, doesn't it? It does. It does. And then what's so heartbreaking is for them to be retired and then to start all over with your next dog because you are so in sync with that animal. And Absolutely. they do. Absolutely. Yeah, they know exactly what you want. I don't even have to tell Whistle to pick anything up anymore. If I drop something, right. he automatically gets up and gets it. The animal, I mean, dogs in particular are just incredible. And, yeah. you know, when our dogs retire, we, we let them stay with the families, um, and, and we, will, we will place 
and we really try to place another dog before the first dog retires, if at all possible. Yeah. Um, and let the older dog sort of show the new guy the ropes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's been very effective for us. But I, I think I think we can all agree that dogs are remarkable creatures, aren't they? Boy, that's an understatement. <laughs> they are so remarkable. It's hard to even articulate how amazing they are. At least that's been my experience. Well, we have so much more to talk about, and we are going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, but come right back because we want to hear all about the PBS documentary and the book and all kinds of other great things that are happening. So please come right back as we continue visiting with Jennifer and Chris. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Working Like Dogs is brought to you by PetCare Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. PetCare Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings up to 50%. And if you find a lower price on a certified EPA and FDA-approved medication, PetCare Rx will match that price. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code WORKDOGS10, W-O-R-K-D-O-G-S, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do, and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And we're visiting today with Jennifer and Chris from Canine Assistance. And we've been talking about canine assistance and all the amazing work that they're doing and training dogs to assist people with disabilities. And I want to talk about the documentary, Through a Dog's Eyes. I was so excited when that came out 
earlier this year on PBS. And tell us about that documentary and, and how you guys developed that. Well, we got really, really lucky in that originally it, um, it is loosely based, let's say, um, on the book Through a Dog's Eyes that came out a month ago um, from Random House. And, and Random House got us in touch with PBS and, um, and Milkbone, who has done an extraordinary amount to help canine assistants. Um, I mean, they're just amazing for us was willing to sponsor this this documentary. So PBS came down and um, they sent a crew that stayed with us for a while and they really got to see the, you know, they saw the nitty gritty. I mean, it wasn't, and unfortunately they couldn't follow the recipients too long after graduation, but they showed that it doesn't always work. You know, it was just, it was very true to life and I yeah. love that. It wasn't all, you know, goodness and light and, and you know, it's, it's hard. So they showed it like it is. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. It was very genuine. You're right. I thought that was really authentic and great. Oh, it's wonderful because, you know, you can, cut, you can cut tape up to make anything look like it happened. And this is just, they, you know, they, they aired it as it happened. So it was awesome for us because you, know, you don't want you don't want people to come thinking they're going to have Lassie. Yeah, right. With them. They need to understand it. <laughs> right. You know, you gotta you gotta buy into it too. Yeah, and Lassie had a career that took a really long time to develop and maintain. Yeah, right. And yeah. Lassie was actually, you know, uh, eight different, <laughs> eight yeah, exactly. different male collies. <laughs> exactly. I know that's that's what people always will ask me: Is your dog a robot? And I'm like, Are you kidding me? No, my dog is not a robot. He is a living, breathing thing with needs and expectations, and you know that I have to meet. So. It, well, and really that's the, you know, that's the good part, too, because with a robot, you don't have the relationship, and you of all people know it is an indescribably deep relationship that you have with this, this dog. He trusts you so much, and you trust him so much, and it's worth it, but it's, it's an effort. Yeah, it's work, but boy, does it pay off. I mean, it just, it never stops paying off. It's just, it's just But, so you know, wonderful. I think that's true with people with their pet dogs. I mean, yeah. anybody that loves a dog, if you, you know, if you approach it the right way, it's a fabulous relationship. Yeah. And so I didn't realize that the book came before the documentary came. Yes. And actually, the documentary, when they, when they got there, the book is, after 20 years almost of doing this and longer and working with dogs, I'm mad. I'm angry about the way dog handling methods are, have been headed for the last few years. The whole idea of having to dominate the dog and yeah. show them who's boss. And I mean, science has taught us over the years, as has practical experience, that that's really bunk. And it's quite cruel, actually. And so I wrote the book in an effort to say to people, listen, if we can teach a dog to do the laundry using a teeny tiny little bit of a milk bone, Yep. I don't think there's any reason that you have to flip your dog over on its back and choke it. Yeah. So, yeah. there oh. you go. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I, you know, I remember when that light bulb went off for me when I was working with Whistle and I was, you know, getting frustrated because he wasn't doing what I wanted. And I, you know, and I thought, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to be yanking on him. I bet this is really annoying him, you know, that I'm pulling on right. him. And, and I started thinking about how to communicate and motivate him, just like, you know, you're talking about. And I just ordered your book today, and I can't wait to get it. because I, I Oh, wanna, yay. Thank you. Yeah, I want to read about your philosophy about that and, and working with dogs. Because I, Whistle and I still have to work together to maintain, you know, his ability and my ability as a working team. So I'm really looking forward to reading about your lessons and, and the things that you share in your book. We have a pretty different approach these days. Chris, do we have a moment for Chris to tell you how the puppies learn to heal? Absolutely. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> Well, you know, heal, like we said it before, it's just, it's really important. A dog has to really learn to want to stay close to their handler. Um, just like with all the commands, the dog has to want to do the commands. Um, you know, forcing a dog to retrieve an item um, isn't going to last. You know, if you sort of bully a dog into a situation, um, they're not going to want to do that in the future. So, but if you make it fun, if you make it worth their while, if you give them the choice to be with you or not be with you, you know, they're going to want to be with you. They're going to want to make you happy and make your relationship better. And so when we start training the dogs early on to do heal and behaviors like that, um, you know, we make it as positive as possible. Um, we want to make the leash fun to put on and dress. Um, and then we get like a big spatula full of peanut butter. And, yeah, there you get the long wooden spoon of peanut butter. You know, and who would want to break their heel when they got a mouthful say. of delicious peanut butter? You know, and if you freeze the peanut butter, it works even better because then big globs don't come off at a time. Yeah, Fabulous! Stop in one shot. <laughs> you gotta try and make it last. But that's that's the whole idea behind the positive reinforcement is is trying to make training pleasurable. Uh, if a dog's going to have to, you know, is going to be working with the recipient and doing all these items, these tasks for the recipient, then it needs to be pleasurable for both parties, um, not just the, the person, you know, having the dog do things for them. Uh, the dog needs to know that, you know, needs to feel like he's helping and he's getting rewarded for when he does the correct it does the correct task, and um, you know, you develop this this great bond and this great trust. But don't you think that's what everybody should have with their dog? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, you know, any relationship between a human being and another human being or a human being and their pet is all based on trust. Yeah. Amen, and brother. If you violate that yeah. trust, it's really hard to get it back you know, yeah. in any situation in life. And so if you create a situation with your dog where they know they can trust you and you're not going to hurt them and you're not going to scare them and you're not going to put them in danger then why would they not do everything you ask? Because they just love you so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm getting too so beautifully put. I know, well, but it's so true. Know, that's just how you, when, you, when you have the opportunity to work with these dogs, you just feel so grateful to be in their presence because they, they really humble you every day. Yeah, they uh, especially did. when you see them with their recipients and, and they try so hard to please everybody. And um, they just they spend their whole lives trying to please everybody. Yeah, it's so, so true. You, you can't fault anybody for for trying so hard, you know? It's a dog thing. It is yeah. a dog thing. I know, and they're just so selfless. I'm just so amazed by that. You know, about they just really, like you said, they care so much for their person, and, and they'll do anything for you. All they want is for you to love them back. 
Well, isn't it interesting that we assign them these sort of evil motives? You know, there are people who say both dogs are not intelligent, emotional creatures, yet they try to dominate you by doing, you know, by getting out the door first. So, really? You think they lay around thinking, you know, if I can just get out that door first, then I'm going to own her house. I know. I know. I know. It's just all I can say. nonsensical. Yeah, and I feel so bad for people that have those thoughts because I think, wow, you just don't get it. You've missed out because it's just... Well, and you know, we didn't always get it. I mean, I always say we live in a very glass house. I mean, we started in the very traditional obedience, and I said sit, but um, we've been lucky to sort of evolve from there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hope people will learn with their dogs. It's not necessary, and it's better if you're nice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Chris, we hear that you're the newest star in the latest Milk Bone commercial. What's that we about? We call him Hollywood, you know. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> so tell us about the commercial. Uh, you know what? It was it was a really fantastic. It was a really great opportunity. Um, uh, Milk Bone came in, and we had this great dog, Noble, in training. And um, he's just a fantastic dog. And, um, you know, they really wanted to sort of showcase him. And um, they also have a Milkbone uh, Facebook page and web page uh, dedicated to him, sort of showing him from um, being a puppy all the way through uh, his training and all the way into being placed. It thought it would be a great story. And um, I figured when we started shooting it, to be honest with you, that uh, I would probably end up on the cutting room floor <laughs> because <laughs> there were a bunch of other cute kids, recipients with their dogs, and I was like, there's no way I'm making the cut. But, uh, you know, Noble really stole the show, and um, he was only, uh, you know, eight or nine months at the time they shot it. Wow. And he did a fantastic job retrieving over and over and over again. You know, the when you shoot a commercial, you know, they really want to make sure that they get it. And so why do it five times when you can do it 95 times? Just to Oh, make yeah, sure. it's, it's painful, isn't it? <laughs> you know, just to make sure we got it from every conceivable angle. And to put a you know an eight or nine month old pup in there and say you got to retrieve this remote control a hundred times, but you can totally do it. And he just did it. He just showed up and he just did amazing. So His trainer's really, not so bad either, my love. Uh, no, I think, uh, you know I'm I'm overshadowed by that that handsome that handsome golden retriever in there. He really <laughs> came out and did a great job, and just I was just honored to be a part of it and represent Canon Assistance and represent Milton. Yeah. Well, I love Milkbones online. Give the treats that give back. Do they ever you know, give yeah. back? Yeah, absolutely. So how did you guys develop the relationship with Milkbone? How did that work? Yeah, I will never forget it because it was just just a couple of years after the program started. We were so poor that we were we took volunteers based on their clothing size because they had to give <laughs> mom and I their hand-me-downs. And a man walked into our little trailer. It was a construction trailer that we used as our office. Had a temporary permit. And we, we covered that with a potted plant. But a man walked in and said, I'm with Milkbone, and I want to do something to help you. And Milkbone has hung in there with us ever since. So we are very lucky to have them. And they really do, you know, I know people say, I mean, they think, well, it's a big corporation, but, I mean, these guys actually care a tremendous amount about people and the animals they serve. So it's, yeah. it's pretty neat to work with them. 
Well, it seems like that way, and I just love seeing the commercials because not only is it supporting you, but it's also educating the public about service dogs and assistance dogs, and I just love that. Right. I, I love the ads are so positive. They're fun. You know, I, I love to see people with disabilities out living their lives and having fun doing it because they always well, think, and you, you know, know, one, the first commercial, I just want to tell you our dirty little secret. Um <laughs> The young man in the, uh, Milton has done two commercials now featuring canine assistance. And in the first one, the young man who's a college student, um, goes out and his dog goes over and he and his dog go over and visit some girls and a girl is petting, um, the dog. I saw and, that. Mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, and some people got really upset about that because normally you do not pet an assistance dog. However, this young man says that his dog is a babe magnet. Of course it is. Of and course. then if he, <laughs> If he dies alone, it's his own fault. So his dog actually wears a patch that says, ask to pet me, I'm friendly. <laughs> he tried to wear the patch himself that said, ask to pet me, I'm friendly. But That's didn't great. go so well with the girls. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, it is so great to see a young person out there living their life and in such a positive way because, unfortunately, the, you know, the stereotypical idea is that someone with a disability is at home or in a facility and they're not really out there living their life, but it's so great to see that in such a positive way, and it's because of these dogs that we are able to get out and live such wonderful lives. It certainly is for me. Absolutely. And how you look at your precious dog and think no dog on the planet deserves to be treated with anything less than respect. Oh, you know okay. what? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that is so true. And all animals. I mean, and, and it is something that translates to everything. To all of our relationships should be treated with respect and dignity. I mean, it's just... Well, and that's exactly what... Yeah, it goes from dogs to children to our interactions with one another. And Absolutely. I, we, I think, you know, being kind to one another is a, an important thing for everybody to focus on. Yeah. Well, I am just so thrilled that you two could be with us today and to talk about all the fun things you have going on. And I just want to ask you before we go, is to, where can people go to get more information about canine assistance? I know you mentioned the website at the beginning. Jennifer, would you tell the web address again for our listeners? Certainly. It's um, canine assistance, and that's C-A-N-I-N-E-A-S-S-I-S-S. T-A-N-T-S dot org. And if people want us, if they miss the documentary, is it going to air again? Or can they buy it on DVD? They can buy it on DVD, but they can also, I think, it, I know that the PBS.org website shows at least part of, of at least part of the documentary, but it's available for purchase on like Amazon. Okay, great. Um, and then PBS stations have been running it a lot, so check your local listings. Okay, awesome. And about the book, Jennifer, how can people get copies of your book? Please, rush out. No, it's, um, <laughs> it is in bookstores now, so most bookstores should carry it. And it's also available with online retailers like Barnes & Noble, Amazon, okay. Borders, etc. 
Great. And we'll have information on our website at PetLifeRadio.com where our listeners can get more information. We'll have the information about Jennifer and Chris, about canine assistance, and about milk bones. So you can get on and see Chris's cool new commercial if you want to. I mean, <laughs> and get to see Hollywood's Noble. Hollywood's worth seeing, baby. Yep, and get to see Noble, too. So that sounds great, and I just thank you two so much for all the work that you're doing, and I look forward to following you and hearing more about the future great things that you're going to do, because you're having such an impact on this industry, and I thank you for that. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Well, thank you, and thank you to all our listeners, and we're so glad that you joined us for another episode of Working Like Dogs, and we hope you'll come back and join us again soon. And if you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you or any comments. Um, And you can email us at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. So thank you to our guests and our producers for making Working Like Dogs possible. And we hope you'll come back soon. Thanks so much. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.